0: welcome to black girl say something where this black girl has something to say and yes i know i know it's like black girl you haven't really been coming on here as consistency as we would like and we want to know what's going on honestly there's a lot of things going on and nothing going on all at the same time um as we patiently wait for my divorce to be final and as we patiently wait for you know uh the year to end um to crush new goals and, you know, start a new month. And as we patiently wait, I think I'm just going to name this episode. The writing is in the docket and just go here with me for a second. Go here with me. So, you know, in celebrity news, there's so many things going on and I've always said, or I've always made mention to the fact that a lot of times I do not like to get on this platform and speak on celebrity gossip, celebrity news, pop culture news. Um, but I felt the need to discuss this one because in recent celebrity news with, you know, um what came out about um Kiki Palmer and her the child the father of her child and then what came out about Cassie and Diddy. And while these people are way above my pay grade, right, I wanna just make mention to the fact that as somebody who has been granted a restraining order that is in place for five years Matter of fact, it's in place until 2027, I believe. As somebody who was granted that, I will say this, because I saw a lot of rhetoric and a lot of different things going on, and it's one of those things where I'm naming this episode, the writing is in the docket, and if I had to give it a subtopic, the subtopic would be, common sense is not too common. And I've said this in my personal conversations with family and friends that When I say common sense is not too common, it's not that it's not common. Common sense is actually, the saying should actually be, common sense is of your lived experience. And it's so easy that if you have not lived in a domestic violence situation, if you have not been a victim of domestic violence, if you have not been a survivor of domestic violence, if you have not been a child who witnessed domestic violence, you have no clue how deep the wound of domestic violence can go. And so I heard a lot of rhetoric that was like, why didn't she leave sooner? And a lady on TikTok made a great point to say, you know, for those of you who are in a disagreement with everything that's happening with like Kiki Palmer and stuff like that, your friend who is stuck in that abusive relationship is seeing your comments and is seeing how you are as a friend and they will not be able to come out and tell you. And I can remember the point of no return where I decided I needed to get help out of my situation. And I told a few key people because I wasn't telling them for them to believe me, but I was yet telling them because I was like, I need witnesses in case this goes far beyond my control, or this goes far beyond me even being able to live. And one friend in particular said, she said my name. And she said, in a text, actually, she said, you need to be calling the police. So at least there is documentation. And um, it was talking to a couple of lawyers that were like, you need to get a restraining order. And because as a black woman, a lot of times we want to protect those who don't even protect us. And I'm getting emotional recording this episode. I didn't think I would, but maybe this is what I need to get to a place. Yes, I am in a healing place, but there are just some wounds that are so deep that still through therapy, through meditation, through EMDR therapy, through all of these different things, through yoga, through journaling, the wound is still there. And it still needs to be handled with care. And so essentially, it wasn't until I went to actually go put in a restraining order. And these people said that you can write out everything that happened for the last six months. And as I'm writing date by date, moment by moment, even there are some things that I knew I forgot to put down. The tears begin to roll down my eyes. And when I was granted that temporary order it was like, it was a sigh of relief because it was like, wow, they believe me. I can keep me and my children safe. And so when this girl is going through this thing, you know, it's so much. And I guess when you're in the celebrity eye, it's like, dog, I don't know if I would be able to handle that because me as my small little self and the amount of people that I have heard had said I was lying and have heard and said that, my restraining order didn't include the children, even though they granted me sole custody. If I have sole custody of the children, it includes the children. The children need to be protected as well. The children witness some things as well. The children have been through their own battles with their father as well. And they're also in therapy too. So it's one of those things where If the, if the court granted, they don't grant you a restraint order if nothing happened. That's the first, that's the first thing. First, they give you a temp order and from the temp order. And I don't know if this is for every state, but for what my situation, they gave me a temp order. The temp order is the serve order. That's the order where you, you get the order from the courthouse. You call the police. If you and the person live together, you call the police. They come, they remove them. They give them the, the documents and they explain to them what's in the order. From that attempt order, there is a court date assigned. Once the court date is assigned, you go to court. In my case, the court date was assigned. We went to court, but a continuance had to be granted because he, I didn't have a lawyer. He had a lawyer. His lawyer didn't show up. So um, the judge gave us a continuance, meaning to set it for a different court date. When I got the different court date. Um, And we attended by that time we attended court via Zoom. uh, The judge saw fit to it was a trial, pretty much. They asked me some questions. They asked him some questions. They asked me some questions. um, They asked him some questions and his questions were contradictory to what he what they had originally asked him. And so for that, the judge pretty much was like with all of the findings and all of the testimony that has been gathered here today, I'm going to grant the restraining order effective immediately for this amount of time upon doing that, because simultaneously he filed for divorce shortly after like 10 days after the order. There's a family court case also. So I have a case in domestic violence court and I have a case in family court as well. The only difference is it had I not been married, they probably it, I wouldn't have two court cases. But there was a ruling and a judgment on my um, on my domestic violence case. And with that being said, he continues to violate, which does not look good for him. And while those violations don't have any consequences short term, they will have consequences long term. And so, you know, that was one of the things that I didn't want to get on social media and create this rhetoric. But I just feel like my listeners, the people who have been tuning in, who understand my situation, who know my situation, could take this as a learning moment. If you have not faced domestic violence yourself, take this as a learning moment because it could be your loved one. It could be you. It could be anybody you know. It could be your child. It could be like my mom who lived through her own feet with domestic violence that I had to witness. I'm pretty sure she always saw me as this strong girl. She didn't deter- didn't see in the cards for me that I would also face domestic violence. But the reality of it is statistically children who grow up in a domestic violence situation are more likely And that makes me sad because I think about my son. I think about my daughter. And I wonder all the time, what is the flip of the coin going to be for them? Because it's only one, it's two sides to a coin. It could either go really well for them. And they can learn from their mom's situation. Or it could be really bad for them. And they can get caught up in the same type of situation. And so through, you know, I'm always praying. I'm there in therapy very young. But the things that I've had to deal with along the way to get here to realize dang I don't deserve this the proof is in the docket the docket has the proof it was one thing that like really triggered me when somebody on TikTok was reading uh Kiki Palmer's docket from her domestic violence and it was like he read her journals and he ripped them up and he destroyed them that happened to me that happened to me and when women were saying that how he tried to embarrass her on social media with that whole usher situation and they were calling it controlling and domestic violence see people were calling them crazy but here we are that man broke her glasses this man has went through my stuff he's went through my things he has tracked my phone he has um let me down time and time again with our children He has um, pretty much rode off all sporadically with my daughter in the car. He has um, I was in the car, you know, and he knows that I don't like arguing in the car and he's arguing and he does this little thing where he like jokes the car to make it seem like he'll take us both out. children wasn't in the car thank god but it had he taken us both out who's gonna take care of our children we've i've faced some things with this person and so sometimes it is very triggering and i go in these bouts of i can't even be on social media until this too blows over because if i'm on social media and it hasn't blown over i feel triggered every time the story comes up every time somebody reads the docket every time and i know october was domestic violence awareness month and While I really, really, really wanted to post something about my story and about my testimony, it was also really, really hard to talk about and such such vulnerability on social media. I haven't gotten there yet. At least with Black Girl Say Something, I post it and it is for my future self. It's for my future self to listen to and be like, dang, girl, you got that. And while it is for the listeners, and it may be for the the few people who subscribe, shout out to you all, shout out to each and every person who is at the sound of my voice, but it is very hard and very vulnerable to get to a place where you speak about those types of experiences. Yeah, so the proof is in the docket. And as much as I have experienced so many different things um concerning domestic violence while it may be a shared experience amongst women the shared experience does not negate the fact that it is still a very different experience it is still a very harmful experience and it is still an experience that nobody anticipates when they get with someone and even like how her mom got involved it reminded me when my mom tried to kind of get involved And not in a bad way, but she was like, I need to talk to his mom. So she talked to his mom, my children's father's mom. And my mom was like, oh, there's no getting through to her to get her to understand like what is going on. And I was like, that's, I don't even know why you tried to talk to her. And she ended up talking to his great grandmother who I still have communications with. She's really much the only other person I have communication with. There's a cousin of his that I have communication with, but we we're friends. And so... Essentially, when my mom talked to the great-grandmother and I end up talking to the great-grandmother after the fact, the great-grandmother let me know. She's like, I really apologize to your mom because nobody wants their daughter to be with somebody who is not going to protect them. Nobody wants that. I have a daughter. I don't want that. I have a son. I don't want him to be like that. And every day I'm teaching him and showing him you protect women. You be there for women. All of the life skills and chores that women should know, men should know too. So that you can be with someone who is of partnership with you. So you can be with someone who is on the same level as you. It's time out. Most men, not most men, that's too much of a generalization. But in these types of situations where there's domestic violence, there's the financial, there, there's spectrum, the domestic violence spectrum. You have the woman who's with the man who, you know, she had to pull him up by his bootstraps because she had everything. And then you have the man who has everything and he financially and domestic and, and physically abuses this woman. And not to mention, yes, a person can financially abuse you, even if they broke. They will embarrass you. They will they will resent you. For every help that you help them with, they will resent you. And I remember telling my therapist about that with my situation. It was like, if it's something good in his life and he had nothing to add to it, he's proud of it. But if it's something bad in his life that happened through the course of his own actions, it was somehow my fault. Even though I was the breadwinner, I was the family planner, I was the. Family investor. I was the glue to hold the family together. I was the glue to make sure you know. Now that I no longer have to make sure you look like a good father, now you don't look like a good father, and it's very stressful. The shared experience of once you have a child is one thing to do, experience domestic violence with no children. It's another thing to experience it with children because you have to now protect your children, and your children need to understand why you're protecting them from this parent. Also, while they have the same or different experience that they experienced. It's hard. It's hard. And, you know, I have those days where I'm like, dang, I'm kicking ass with this mom thing. And some days the mom thing is kicking my ass because I have I come sometimes come to the realization. Well, yes, I can do it. I did not sign up to do it by myself. Nobody gets with somebody to do it by themselves. Nobody goes nine months of pregnancy, all these years of raising a child, while someone just kind of straggles along. No one does all of that in the anticipation that, you know what, I'm going to do this by myself. Not when it's a pending divorce, not when you end up being just the baby mama, not when you end up being the ex-wife. Nobody anticipates that. To so the people who anticipate doing it by themselves, they can. That's their choice. But nobody anticipates, I'm going to be with this person, I'm going to marry them, I'm going to have a couple of children by them, I'm going to buy a house, I'm going to get in my career, I'm going to finish school. To be doing everything that requires two people by themselves. To be the parent, the parent that's doing 10,000% while the other parent just 0%, 1.5%. Nobody's keeping his children away from him other than a court order. And if you really want to see them, you would go to the court and do what you need to do. Not continue to harass me. Not continue to have realtors to harass me. To sell a house that you have never paid the mortgage. not continue to want to take a house away from your children the same house where they sleep every day and night the home that they grew up in there has to be some 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 somebody in the camp that's like hey that ain't right but nobody don't like no one likes to tell these men that they're wrong and that is so weird to me and y'all are weirdos for sticking beside people who are like that. It's very weird. I saw a, a a post that was talking about co-parenting, and it's like, I'm I know eventually, and maybe never, I may never have to co-parent because honestly, my daughter will be fourteen in March, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. She got four years four years before she's 18. My son has eight years before he's 18. I may never have to co-parent with their dad considering how long I have this restraining order for in the situation. But with that being said, no matter how you look at it, the proof is in the docket. So for those who have never experienced, um, if you, mo, mo, there's a lot of people who experienced domestic violence and it never make it to a place where it is, um, it never makes it to court. It never makes it to a legal issue. Um, essentially I'm letting you know, now you don't get a restraining order. If nothing happened, something had to have happened. And a judge saw fit that somebody needed protection from somebody else. Hence a restraining order is put in place. The proof is in the docket, but also remember common sense, is limited to your experience. So what you believe to be common definitely has a lot to do with your experience. And essentially when this whole, that whole Cassie and Diddy thing, I don't want to talk about that because that is above the pay grade. The one thing that I can say about their situation, you know, her filing um, to sue him, that wasn't so she could get the money. That was so it could be public record. Because one thing about public record is it never goes away. Even if you settle, it never goes away. The one thing that I can say is 24 hours to settle. I really wish my divorce could have turned around that that quick of a time. But it it, it probably won't. December 13th will make two years um, since he's filed for divorce. December 3rd will make two years since I initially filed Um, the restraining order and was granted a temp order. So yeah, separation has been, uh, it started out rough, but with every passing day, it gets easier because I'm creating new boundaries. I'm creating a new sense of peace. I'm creating a new sense of security for my children and myself. I'm creating a sense of focus and my children are seeing their mom be you know who she was meant to be in all of her glory and everything that I can do you know I'm doing it for me so that they can reap the benefit I'm no longer making these decisions or these rash decisions on the strength of you know what are their dad what how is it going to benefit their dad or how is it going to benefit the family but now I'm making decisions on how they're going to benefit me and along the way my children will reap the benefit so with that being said, if something encourage you, share this episode with at least one person. Remember, you can tune into Black Girl Say Something on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And don't forget to click the link in the description of this episode. You can follow us on TikTok at Black Girl Say Something. Subscribe to our YouTube at Black Girl Say Something. And you can definitely click the link to subscribe because when you become a subscriber, you have access to exclusive episodes where this black girl has even more to say.